Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you have tuned in to today's program, chosen to be with us. I know that you'll be blessed. So welcome, everyone. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you uh, today as we start a new month, uh, August, and August can bring up a lot of uh, things that keep us busy, like the start of school and everything else as we're coming to a close to summer. And I pray that you've been blessed this summer. And I've been away the last couple weeks from the program, but I'm with you today. If you're listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Monday afternoon, praying that you have a blessed, blessed day. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado and always delighted to be with you. So I invite you to call in. This is the program, of course, uh, where you can call in and ask questions. And I'm here uh, ready to take your questions and your prayer requests and the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And as we usually try to encourage you, call early in the show. That way you're not uh, waiting, you're not on hold. And uh, we got all open lines right now, so give me a call with your questions and your prayer requests at 303-690-3000. Welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, up in the southern Wyoming. Uh, so glad to be with you and uh, so blessed uh, to be a part of your lives. And then also, if wherever you're listening, another Christian radio station such as Truth and Hope FM uh, or online, we want to welcome all of you uh, to Calvary Live and uh, so blessed to be connected together by technology. We got people listening online from all over uh, the country, so welcome you too. You can call it that call-in number at 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you, see how you're doing, and answer your questions as we go to God's Word. What a privilege it is to be able to do that. I was just reading from Psalm 119 right before the show. I believe Psalm 119, perhaps penned by David, uh, we don't know for sure, but I just suspect that he's the one that uh, wrote Psalm 119, the longest ch- chapter in the Bible. And towards the end of that psalm, which is 176 verses long, he writes that, My lips shall utter praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. Let your hand become my help, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. And I pray that we all delight in the word of God. I'm so thankful, especially in the day in which we are living in, that we can have truth. And in the Bible, all of it, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, is absolute truth given to us. We don't have to be confused. We don't have to be deceived. We don't have to walk in darkness. But we have the light of the Lord. We have the truth of the Lord. We have the love of the Lord. So we want to encourage you. We want to go to God's Word. We want to encourage you in every way that we can. So give me a call. Got a couple open lines. And as soon as the phone 
uh, calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines, 303-690-3000. But welcome, everyone, on this Monday. I want to remind, if you're listening to another Christian radio station, that you're a week delayed, but give us a call, and we can have the conversation, and you can listen to it a week later. There's another means for you to be able to communicate with you, your questions and your prayer requests, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that is a different number, and that is 720-336-0897. Let me say that again, and I'll be repeating these numbers throughout the show, 720-336-0897. Again, I would encourage you put those two numbers in your contact, and then if you want to to text us a, a question or a prayer request or give us a call, you can just pull it up. And we'll be here ready to minister to you, to answer your questions, to pray for you and with you as well. So give me a call here today and looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Let's go to Chris in Fort Collins. Hey, Chris. Hello. Thank you. Um, How are you? How are you? Hi, I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful day. I appreciate you being on air and taking everybody's questions. You bet, absolutely. I was wondering if you could explain the difference between um, spirit and soul. They get quite confusing for me. And also well, then how, how are they related? Yeah, and they get interchanged in the scriptures. Um, so, for example, in Psalm 16, uh, is actually a messianic psalm. And it speaks about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, I believe Peter, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, quotes from Psalm 16, and let me read it to you. For you, speaking of the Lord, will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Uh, so it's speaking of you know the Lord and the resurrection. And Peter saying you know uh, that the prophet spoke about it. The prophet David spoke about his resurrection. We, we have the body, soul, and spirit. And the body, of course, is flesh and blood. We know that. And the soul is usually um, is speaking of the emotions of the mind. Other places in perhaps the Psalms, for example, that you see David, he writes, Why are you cast down, O my soul? He was down. He was discouraged. He, he was... Uh, honest before the Lord and saying, why are you cast down, O my soul? And then he would put his focus on the Lord, and then the Lord would say that, uh, as the Lord ministered to him, David would write, that you're the lifter of my soul. So the soul is is more of the emotion, the mind, and then the spirit is what, when we die here on this earth, that's the real us, will go to be with the Lord until the resurrection when we will get those new heavenly bodies, but to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So our spirit goes to be with the Lord. As soon as we take our last breath, as soon as we close our eyes, and um, and that is really the difference. So sometimes the the soul, um, you know, is kind of intertwined with the spirit in Scripture, like what I read in Psalm 16, but usually the soul. And here's the thing, um, is that... Um, the soul is really where the battle goes on, Chris. The mind, the emotions, that's where the enemy really loves to attack us. He's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. And that's why in the New Testament that we have Paul the Apostle, that he writes oftentimes about renewing our minds, uh, fixing our minds on the things of, of Christ. 
renewing our mind by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. Very important to do that. And so that's oftentimes where the battle is, because the enemy loves to come along and mess with their minds. And so hopefully that's a simple explanation of kind of the difference between uh, the soul and the spirit. That does help. Uh, What happens to the soul then when we die? Well, when we go to heaven, um, you know, we're still going to be intelligent beings. I I imagine we're going to still have emotions. Uh, We're not going to be like robots. We're going to be full of joy and happiness. It's going to be so glorious. So, but we'll be in our glorified states. So we, we're not going to be tempted to sin. We're not going to fall into sin. Uh, we're going to come to that perfected state, as the Scripture says, uh, complete maturity. John writes in his epistle, when we see him, we will be like him. We're not going to be equal to him, but we're going to be like him um, to where we're going to be in that glorified state. So I think the soul will continue. And and you know, our resurrected body and um, our glorified state. Okay, thank you very much. That's a good question. I appreciate you calling. Appreciate your show. You bet. You have a great day. Blessings. Thank you. Right back at you. Uh, uh-huh. Hey, we got all open lines, 303 Love to talk to you and encourage you and answer your questions uh, as we go to the Word of God. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. All open lines. Again, Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley with you back in August. Hey, uh, we got a, a prayer request, the praying for kids that will be going back to school. Apparently some are going to be starting in the listening area here on Grace FM this week and then more next week. We also know that uh, college students will be coming back, and we do need to pray for them uh, because it has been so difficult. I don't need to tell you that. For the teachers, for uh, the students, uh, those up at the university, the online, the isolation, all these things, and now with you know the Delta variant uh, becoming a concerning factor, you know they're 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 trying to figure everything out again. And it can be frustrating, and it can be confusing, but we just want to pray. We want to pray for the students going back, for all the parents, and we want to pray for the teachers. So let's do that. Lord, we just ask that you would just bless the kids that are going to be heading back to the classroom, elementary, middle school, high school, the college campuses, uh, here in the next couple weeks, this week and the weeks following. As they get prepared, I just pray that you would help them to do that. Uh, just be with uh, all the schools and figuring out everything and um, that there'd be some clarity and understanding. And Lord, I just pray that uh, the kids would get back in the classrooms and be able to learn. And uh, we pray for the teachers. We just pray. I just pray for those teachers, particularly that are Christian teachers, that Lord, that you be with them and just um, help them to be light and uh, to be a testimony for you. And Lord, I thank you for the teachers that are believers that are placed in the universities and in in the the schools. I just pray that you would help them uh, every day and and to minister to those kids because it's, it's yes teaching them academics, but Lord, it's also a ministry. So I pray that you be with them and be with the parents as they prepare all the kids. And Lord, just uh, we just pray for your hand to be upon, upon them as they return back to to the classroom. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. 
Amen. Hey, we got all open lines, 303-690-3000. As I said, I was away for a couple weeks, just being able to be refreshed and renewed. Actually, I was up in Wyoming, you guys in in Wyoming, in Laramie, in Cheyenne. I'd love to hear from you guys. Love your state. Just beautiful. uh, I love spending time up there in Wyoming, in the Bighorns, or up in the Yellowstone area, or the Wind River Range, the Snowy Mountains West. Uh, Just I uh, love going north there and, and appreciate you guys up there. So I'd love to hear from you guys. But I also want to tell you of a conference. Uh, we all need times of refreshing, uh, don't we? Uh, times to be refreshed in the Lord. And so there is the Refresh Conference that Calvary Church in Aurora that's going to be hosting on October 1st and 2nd. So um, I would encourage you to come. For those of you who serve in ministry in any capacity, it is a time for you to be refreshed, to come, and uh, I hope uh, I will see you there. I'm planning on going and to fellowship with the believers, to worship the Lord, to be encouraged in God's Word. And so that is October 1st and 2nd. That's only two months away. And so be praying about that. Be thinking about that. And I know that you've heard uh, some of the advertisements on Grace FM here, and uh, love to to see you come uh, October 1st and 2nd, the Refresh Conference. You can check it out at calvaryco.church backslash refresh. And you can register there and get all the specific information uh, that you need for that Refresh Conference. Let's gather together. We need times of refreshment, especially in the days that we're in that are difficult and confusing and uh, frustrating um, to come together as God's people to re- refresh. So we're very thankful for Pastor Ed and, and the, the staff and all those down at Calvary Church putting on this conference, and we will be praying for that as well. Hey, give me a call. Um, love to uh, just be able to minister to you. And uh, so 303-690-3000. Let me see where we are at. We got a couple open lines. And Kendra in Longmont. Hi, Kendra. Hi there. Hi. How are you? Um, How are you? I'm well. Thank Good. you for taking my call. Absolutely. I um, have a, a question regarding, uh, I'm reading the Bible chronologically right now. It took me into Jeremiah 29, 11, and mm-hmm. in well-known verse, you know, that he has plans to prosper us, How, right. or them. He was talking to Israelites, right? And so... Uh, then it, the chronological took me a little bit later to Jeremiah twenty-seven eleven, and it was basically, and I wish I had my Bible in front of me, but it was basically talking about, if I understood it, that God was saying, don't fight the Babylonians, just, you know, know that I'm going to take care of you, and, right. and whatnot. And I just can't help but wonder, this constant battle, which I'm sure a lot of us are going through, is... Is this possibly applicable to what's going on for us in our world now? You know, that's that's an interesting question because, again, the context as you're reading it, Jeremiah was ministering uh, during that time that, of course, Judah, the house of Israel, had already been taken off into captivity by the Assyrians about 722 B.C. And then Jeremiah, Isaiah's on the scene during that time. And then about 60 years after Isaiah is sawn in half by Manasseh, here comes Jeremiah on the scene. 
um, and he begins to minister during that time. Actually, what is interesting, uh, Kendra, is he begins to minister during a time that there was a revival going on. Um, it, it was more of reforms, spiritual reforms under the last good king, Josiah. That's when min- the, the ministry of Jeremiah took place. And Josiah, he is on the scene, and he you know, gets a copy of the Word of God, and he reads it, and he says, so wonder we're going through difficult days. This is after the sins of Manasseh. Uh, Manasseh plunged the, the house of Judah deep, deep into idol worship. So Josiah calls for the cleansing of the temple, temple worship to be restored, um, that Passover be celebrated once again. Matter of fact, it says that there had never been a Passover celebrated um, like that since the day of the judges. And and I find that very fascinating because you're talking about the days of David and Solomon. Um, So Josiah, he brought these reforms. He got rid of all the high places, the places of idol worship, but as you read Jeremiah, the Lord is rebuking them, saying, you're only coming to me in pretense. That is, there was an outward appearance of religiousness. They still had religion. They they still celebrate the, the Sabbath, some of the feasts, the sacrifices, but it was all mixed in with idol worship. And they refused to, to put those idols away, refused to turn to the Lord. At the same time, you got Ezekiel that is ministering as he was taken off into captivity. So you had Jeremiah 29, 11. And the reason that was written is because uh, that chapter, Jeremiah was told to you write a, a letter to the captives because the false prophets were on the scene. They were saying the captivity is only going to last for a couple years. You don't need to worry about Nebuchadnezzar. Nothing's going to happen to Jerusalem. We'll be back. And Jeremiah says, no, that is going to be 70 years that you're going to be there in Babylon, and so you need to plant yourself there. You need to live at peace with the people. You need to have children. You need to plant gardens, and then after 70 years, the Lord will visit you. That is, the captivity will be open. But it's interesting that Jeremiah had a message to the leaders, and this is what you're talking about, to Zedekiah and the others, don't rebel against Nebuchadnezzar, because if you rebel against Nebuchadnezzar, then there's going to be great destruction, death, and devastation. So out of the mercy of God, even though they were under the submission of Nebuchadnezzar, Jeremiah is saying, as well as, you know, Ezekiel came along, and he spoke a lot about the destruction of, of, um, of Jerusalem. Don't rebel against Nebuchadnezzar. He is a vessel of God used for judgment. And so what happened? Zedekiah rebelled against the last king of Judah, against Nebuchadnezzar, so the first wave of, of captivity was in 605 B.C. That's where Daniel went off into captivity and his three friends that we know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then in 597 B.C., the second deportation, that's where Ezekiel went off into captivity. Jeremiah stayed in Jerusalem, and he's ministering to the leaders there, to religious leaders and the civil leaders, and even those nations, Moab, Ammon, they all got together with Zedekiah, and how can we throw off the yoke of of Nebuchadnezzar? And Jeremiah said, don't do it, don't do it, or it's going to be bad news, and that's exactly what they did. So they rebelled against the word of the Lord. So today for us, what does it mean for us? Well, as we go through the books of Isaiah, you go through the book of Jeremiah, you go through the book of Ezekiel, 
you see what happens to a nation that rebels against the Lord. It just is bad news. And so we as Christians, you know, today we have the mandate to be subject to the governing authorities. This is what everybody's kind of been struggling. Where exactly is the line in all this with the mandates and everything else? Um, We know that uh, what the Word of God has to say to us as far as we are to gather together. Um, But if they mandate something that is a direct, you know, um, contradiction to what the Word of God says to us, then the Word of God, even as the apostles would say to the Sanhedrin Council in the book of Acts, that we're going to obey God rather than man. And it's not always, you know, it's, it's a little bit tricky in the days in which we are in. And um, and so, you know, we've just gone through a year and a half of trying to maneuver through all this, and it seems like it never comes to an end. And so we're to be subject to the governing authorities. You know, we are to honor the king, as Peter would write, um, but that is a command given to us. But God's word trumps also those things told to us um, that um, that contradict what the word of God has to say. And um, I tell you what, it's 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 um, been challenging over the last year and a half. For sure, that's where uh, there's some things that are very obvious, and then there's yes. other things like the if possible mandate of vaccine. Like kind of. I can't stand on. Yeah, and and here's the here's the other thing, uh, Kendra, to remember. Um, as we start seeing these mandates, one of the things that we're going to go over in the uh, Olivet discourse uh, in Matthew in just a couple of weeks, and I told my congregation, listen, you don't want to miss it because I think people are really wanting to be wise and discerning in the days in which we are in, and the things that we are seeing you know, really point to the culmination of things that will take place. And we hear about the mandates, and that's what people are struggling about. I have people constantly, just about every day, my work is telling me I have to get, you know, vaccinated. I don't know if I want to, um, and, and it's a struggle. And it's pointing to the time in the future. I do not believe that the vaccine is taking the mark of the beast, you know, I, I've had people uh, email me, call me upset. Well, I took the vaccine. Did I lose my salvation because God won't recognize me as, a, as his child? Things that, that aren't true. Um, it's not the mark of the beast. We're not in the tribulation period. You know, um, we can clearly say that. Whether we take the vaccine or not, to me, that's a medical decision. People ask me, should I take it? Talk to your doctor. You need to make that decision. But we are seeing a trend, I believe, Kendra, to where don't be surprised if, if you know, government comes along and starts mandating things. And, and we're getting to the point of there are some restaurants here in Colorado that won't serve you unless you've been vaccinated. You can't travel. Um, you can't go to certain places. You can't go to school, to universities. Now, there's exceptions to where there is exemptions for religious reasons or medical reasons or health reasons. But don't be surprised if we see more and more of this, that that's where we're headed. This is the restraining time right now. We're in this restraining period, and it all called a culmination to where in the tribulation period, you won't be able to buy or sell. 
uh, unless you give your allegiance to one who's going to be a world leader. So that's it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing these things. We want to be wise and discerning and prayerful, and um, it's 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 challenging. Yeah, it is. Well, I appreciate yeah. your time and thoughts on that. I want to say this: that when you you know you're thinking about these things, that God desires to give you peace that rules in your heart. And you know, I tell people pray about it. You know, talk to your doctor. You know, seek the Lord on it. And there's a lot of voices that are out there. There's a lot of voices. And I just, again, this Sunday, I was emphasizing: you want to be able to open up the scriptures. You want to be able to explain these things. You want to be able to look at these things. And that's the neat thing about being a Christian: is we have the Word of God to guide us. That we have clear commands that are there, precepts and truths that are there. But in these areas where we wonder and we struggle, we have the Holy Spirit of God to guide us and direct us. And, and not everybody has the same convictions. And, um, and people have different convictions concerning these issues and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the thing about the Lord wants to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And that word peace in Colossians chapter 3, it speaks of, that he makes the call. It literally means a baseball umpire. So as you go to the Lord and as you wait on the Lord and as you seek his word, he's going to guide you and he's going to direct all of us in these manners. Yeah, because we are facing, you know, stuff like that, uh, those decisions um, for jobs and such too. So yeah, it's yeah. It's livelihood. challenging. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. Kendra, let me pray for you, okay? Thank you. Father, I pray for Kendra. She's she's searching the scriptures. And at a time, you know, 2,500 years ago, 2,600 years ago, it was difficult days. Um, and Lord, we th- are thankful that in the difficult days that we're in, that we have your word, we have your guidance. And Lord, I just pray that you guide her and her family in all these manners, Lord, all of us as... Um, we look around and it can be confusing again. It can be, um, it can be difficult. Uh, we wonder, we second guess. But Lord, we know that you want to guide us through all of this. So help us. Give us a peace that rules in our hearts. Give Kinder and her family that. And Lord, speak to their hearts. You promise that as we go to you and as we wait on you, that we will hear from you. So I pray that you would do that. Um, and Lord, just bless her. Um, in these days as she grows in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Kendra. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, I believe we got all open lines. We're getting ready to go to the break, so you want to grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. You know, all these things weigh on our minds and on our hearts, and I'm so thankful that we do have the Word of God to guide us and direct us and that we have the Lord Himself, that He desires to minister to our hearts. And, um, you know, Isaiah chapter 30, I've quoted it many times here on this show as people are looking for directions, that He promises as we go to Him and as we wait on Him, He promises to be gracious to those who wait on Him um, and strengthen those who wait on Him, that we will hear from Him, that we will hear a voice behind Him us saying, this is the way, walk in it, go to the left or go to the right. And he desires to guide us in all the manners 
and all the different things that we face in our lives. And, and, you know, it can be hard and difficult. And it's not just about the COVID. It's about, should I take this job? Should I move here? Should I continue in a relationship, you know, that somebody I'm dating or should I, you know, um, you know, buy this home? He desires to guide us in every way and in um, every area of our life. Go to him, wait on him, and he promises um, to speak to you in the direction you should go. And oftentimes he'll speak to you through the Word of God as well as you're reading it. So keep in the Word of God. 303-690-3000. We got all open lines. So grab one of those open lines. As you hear the music, it's the only break of the program. Text line 720-336-0897. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned to Calvary Live and love to be able to talk to you. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon. So glad that you have joined us for the program. So I'd love for you to call. We got all open lines at 303-690-3000. I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. I know that that some of you listening, you need prayer or you want to pray for somebody, give me a call um, and grab one of those open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. We got plenty of time in the show as we enter into the second half of the show uh, for you to be able to call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. So love to minister to you, love to talk with you. That really is the heart of the show for you to call and uh, for us to have a conversation. And uh, so grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Hey, I just want to give a quick announcement here at Calvary Greeley. Uh, We are going through Matthew's Gospel on Sunday mornings. We have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we are going to be in chapter 23 this week of Matthew, where Jesus, uh, he uh, rebukes the religious leaders. He talks about their spiritual hypocrisy. Uh, He gives a series of woes to them. And then he withdraws from his public ministry. He withdraws from um, answering their questions that began in chapter 21. And then he goes and gives a private briefing to his disciples called the Olivet Discourse. And so we'll be going through Matthew 24 and 25, where Jesus is talking about the signs of the end. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, the birth pangs and the tribulation period and his second coming and the rapture of the church. We're going to be looking at all those things. So we invite you to come out and join us for our study in Matthew. You're going to be tremendously blessed. We want to be wise in the days in which we are in. Um, I'm so grateful that we get to listen in to that private briefing. Mark's Gospel, I believe, in uh, that version of the Olivet Discourse, uh, says that it was uh, Andrew and Peter and James and John that came to Jesus, those two sets of brothers, and asked him, hey, 
when's the temple going to be destroyed? That was the first question, because Jesus said not one stone will be left upon another. That happened in 70 AD, and will be the sign of the end, signs of your coming, and when will this be? So they equated the temple being destroyed with the end of the world. And, of course, there's been a 2,000-year gap now uh, since that time, but we can know the signs. He rebuked the religious leaders earlier in Matthew's Gospel that you can discern the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And so we want to be wise and discerning in the days in which we are in. So join us. You can also listen to it on calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's calvarychapelgreeley.org. All of our teachings, the midweek, as we have just gone through, we were mentioning uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. I just finished Ezekiel. All of those books are online that you can go through and um, and be blessed and benefited by the study of God's Word. So love for you to join us if you're in the Greeley area. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, easy to find. Check us out for further information. Got a couple open lines. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Frederick and Aurora. Hi, Hello. Frederick. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. You're on Calvary Live. Yeah. Uh, I have a prayer request. Uh, we, are, we are immigrants, and we signed a document for uh, home construction uh, uh, with the Richmond American Homes, uh, we are facing huge problem with the sales associate. It's kind of some threatening, and uh, we are hopeless. So I, I would request you to pray for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, I do pray for Frederick as they have designed a home, working and getting it built with the builder, and and their Lord right now with no response or their, the difficulties and the problems that are there. I just pray that there would be response, that there'd be a coming together, there'd be clarity and understanding and being able to move forward in this because it could be so stressful um, and uh, building a home or buying a home. And so, Lord, I pray for Frederick. I pray you give them wisdom. You give him um, just guidance that you would provide, that there'd be an answer and, Lord, that um, you just be with him in this process right now that can be very, very stressful and very, very difficult. And, Lord, that you, the other party, you just put it on their hearts to respond and, and to respond in a positive way and to get these matters resolved uh, and to bring um, just provision and everything, clarity and understanding in this situation. And for Frederick, too, um, as he looks to you, that you would intervene and that you would just work on behalf of Frederick um, during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, sir. Hey, you bet. We'll be praying, all right? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. God bless you. You know, uh, I just got a prayer request, um, and I think this call perhaps uh, that it just came in uh, on housing and just uh, needing housing. You know, housing is... Is it's a difficult time right now. Uh, the housing market has been crazy. Uh, it's been hard to find. Uh, it's hard to find good housing. It's very, very expensive, especially for our young people. It, it, you know, to to be able to just get an apartment, uh, there may be some vacancies, but the rates are so high. And so they're asking for prayer. So let's pray. Father, we do ask 
that as people are looking for housing, whether they're building a house or looking at buying a house or whether they're renting an apartment or whatever um, their housing needs are, that you would guide them right now. Those I, I'm sure that there are those listening right now that have those needs that you would just provide for them and uh, in this um, just market that is um, just just crazy and and Lord um, to provide uh, for those who need the housing and to find right housing, um, good housing, affordable housing. And Lord, I just pray that you provide people right now. They're looking to that in every way. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. And amen. So it has been very difficult. And so, um, you know, it's, it's something that can be very stressful and, trying to find that housing, but God can work. God loves to work in our lives and in the situations as we go to him and give it to you, Lord. We just give it to you. And Philippians tells us that we don't need to be anxious um, for anything, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We need that, don't we? We need his peace. Uh, sometimes we just we want understanding and we don't get understanding. He promises as we go to him with our supplications and thanksgiving that he promises that peace that passes understanding to guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I am sure that we all need that during these days and at different times uh, from the Lord. So um, anyway, and then also, you know, the uh, the moratorium, on evictions ended this weekend as well. So some of you may be stressing over that and have needs, and and we're going to be praying for you and and thinking about you. Hey, a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Julie in Littleton. Julie? Yes, hi. Welcome to the program. I'm good. How can we pray for you? Um, so I um, moved my husband here um, to Colorado a year ago from South Carolina, and we attended uh, Lexington Calvary Chapel. And um, since we've been here, as soon as we got here, um, I had a bad fall on the ice and um, tore my knee up pretty bad and had knee surgery. They had to put all new cartilage in and repair my ACL and, and um, MCL. And I just found out that my body is rejecting the cartilage, so I'm on the way mm. to find out about having a second surgery, which is really hard. Yeah, and absolutely. I just would appreciate prayer, and I had someone, a pastor, different church say today to be like, "What has has God? Why why is God allowing you to go through all this?" And I thought, well, it was pretty discouraging. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, we need a church home, and I just was hoping to get some prayer for, I need to be well to take care of my husband. Yeah, and it's hard. And Julie, we're going to pray for you. And, you know, sometimes things happen in our lives because taking a fall on the ice and hurting your knee, um, you know, my wife had a, a knee replacement a couple years ago, and it went well, but it was hard, it was difficult. Uh, she's doing well right now. But a year dealing with this and then maybe having to have a second surgery um, can be very hard and very difficult. And so we're going to pray for healing for you and for answers. And when it comes to 
You know, why is this happening? We don't always know why, but I, I just want to encourage you because I think you need it, Julie. When we're confronted with the things that we don't understand, fall back on the things that you do understand. And we don't understand the trials that we go through all the time. And and these are trials that can, you know, it seems like they just keep going and they keep going. And, and they, you know, we're trying to endure during these trials and we're going, Lord, why? And the thing is, we can fall back into things that we do understand. And know this, that he's with you and that he loves you. He promises never to leave you or forsake you. And somehow he is working. Somehow he is working. He promises to work all things for good for those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. Now, we don't always like to hear that verse when we're going through it. But what the Lord is saying is not that he's going to make, you know, turn the bad to good, but he's going to work good in the bad. And he is going to show himself strong on your behalf and to know that he is with you. And he desires to to show you his grace. Even as Paul would say, you know, take this, this thorn in the flesh away. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. To know this, that he is working and he hasn't left you and that he is going to see you through. And so I'm glad that you called for for prayer. We're going to pray for you, and I just hope that's an encouragement to you. So, Father, you bet. Father, I pray for Julie. I just pray that it's been a rough year. They moved out here from, you know, a warm climate and then falls on the ice and, and wrecked her knee and hurt it seriously and had surgery. And, Lord, as she's on her way to get an MRI, as she is maybe possibly facing surgery again, I just pray that, first of all, you be with the, the medical team, the surgeon. Lord, that, that she would, even right now, that she would get some good news, or perhaps, Lord, even if she has to have surgery, that, that it would go well, that you would just minister to her heart, Lord, that, that you would see her through, that you, Lord, would work in every way, bring healing, uh, bring it to, if you use the surgeon to bring healing to the knee, to to do that, Lord. But Lord, I just pray that she would know that you love her and that you're going to see her through this and that you would show your grace to her. And Lord, that she would know that you'll never leave her, or forsake her, and fall back on the things that she does understand. But we do pray because we know that we can ask, um, that we can come to you and you love her. And I just pray that you would touch her and minister to her knee and Lord bring healing, um, you know, uh, during this time in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You bet, Julie. Keep us in touch. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the call in number. Got two open lines and, um, the text line is 720-336-0897. Sometimes we go through trials and difficulties. We don't know why we're going through them, and they can be very painful, loss. And, and you know, we go through those deep times of trials and sorrow and suffering, and I don't understand all the time, but we can fall back on what we can understand. And that is the Lord is with us, and His Word is true, and His promises that we can and rest in his love and stand on his truth and given to us and, and to go to him for the comfort that we need 
And that's what we see with David in the Psalms. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, uh, I cry out to you from the ends of the earth. Uh, I call out to you, Lord. And you may be feeling like you're at the end of your world, but you can call out to the Lord for him to be your stability, your protector, everything that you need during this time. So, hey, a couple open lines again, 303-690-3000, call in number. Let's go to Rudy in Denver. Hi, Rudy. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I have a uh, kind of a concern about a, I had a customer, I went and did a side job this weekend, cleaned out some gutters in my old neighborhood, and when I went to the house, uh, husband and wife came out, middle aged, um, came out and they had on, you know, their on their wardrobes, they had on, you know, Satanic, Satanic temple, you know, symbols, and, uh, you know, the husband kind of threw out, he was from a car club, punk rock band, and uh, he didn't say nothing about the satanic symbols. She had on, you know, when I looked further at her, you know, she had on witchcraft kind of attire, something, temples, and I ignored that for the most part when it was, you know, right. my turn to, you know, introduce myself. I told him I was from the neighborhood, I was part of the bad element of that community, but I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and I made sure that they, you know, knew that, and changed the subject immediately and did the job. You know, I said, don't we got a job to do now? And, you know, they, yeah. they didn't seem like they want to challenge me in anything, but I'm just concerned on, you know, they were happy with my work. They were very polite people other than, you know, how he came out to be, you know, this ex-neo-Nazi, called himself a weirdo. Uh, man, I looked around their house, you know, just I seen a couple signs. There's all lives matter, black lives matter, and it just kind of, it just, you know, I've just, I, when I left, I said a prayer. I hoped, you know, I just, you know, thank God I was able to, you know, not get yeah. no correlation with them, you know, about anything. But, I, you know, if they were to call me back, I just, you know, I know the Bible says to have, you know, you know, you know be be involved in no such activities. And I just don't know if doing a work for them would be considered that. Well, you know, all, all people that have business, they, they're doing business with people, whether what you're doing, lawn work, carpentry, you know, fixing cars, whatever it may be, not everybody that comes in is a Christian. And um, not everybody you do business with is a Christian. And and you have opportunity to be light. And I believe just listening to you, Rudy, that you were. And you didn't get in confrontation. You didn't, you know, argue with them. You, you know, I've never argued anyone in the kingdom anyway. But we have opportunity to be light to them. And because you are doing a work for them, you know, how about the Christians in the Roman Empire, you know, or Daniel that was there in, you know, the palace of Babylon or, you know, Nebuchadnezzar. I mean, he was he was vile. He was violent. He he was the most powerful man on the face of the earth. But yet Daniel was able to honor the Lord because he didn't compromise and he had integrity. And as long as you keep your godly integrity and as long as you you know, or just being a light. You're not associating with them in their activities. And so I believe as Christians that we very much can be a light. We're placed in different areas of life, different uh, jobs, different businesses, that we have these divine appointments. And so uh, as they maybe perhaps want you to do more work, you can pray, Lord, how is it that I can speak truth into their lives? 
that they may see the reality of Jesus Christ in me. And and it may open up doors to where you may be able to minister to them further. So, you know, we have godly integrity. We're not involved in, you know, their activities. But, you know, whether it's somebody who's a Satanist or somebody who is an atheist or somebody who is, you know, just living a vile life, whatever it is, we have opportunity to be light. And um, and the world needs to see that light. That's the way I feel. It doesn't mean that we compromise. It doesn't mean that um, at all. But we can be there um, to be a witness. Because being a witness, Rudy, you know this, is not just with the words that we speak, but how we live our life. And that somehow they would see the reality of Jesus Christ. And you may be used just to plant seeds in their lives and um, and to get them thinking and to, you know, just ha- used by the Lord in whatever he would have you to do. So I don't think you're not engaging in their activities. You're not, you know, in their house, you know, saying satanic prayers and things like that. You're just being a light in what you described to me is, you know, your first encounter, you did a good job, we got a job to do, but you told them you're a Christian, and you're praying, and I think you're on the right track. Okay, well, that's, uh, I, I, you know, that's why I, I did, I did not want to leave, and it just kind of seemed like if I was running from them, I really wanted them to know, you know, every knee will bow to Jesus Christ, and, you know, I just want, and I got kind of threw out there, I was part of the bad element, I was, you know, of this community, but I surrendered my life to Christ, and you know they just—I—they continue to be there. You know they're polite and stuff, and you know that's what I was right. kind of hoping for—is maybe to change your mind. Yeah, give it, give it time. You maybe you gave them something to think about, and I think that's wonderful. That you know whether it's them or whoever that you're working for, Rudy, that you're saying, hey, I, you know, uh, I've come out of the darkness into His marvelous light, and. Um, but Jesus Christ has changed me. I think that's so cool. Um, you know, as Christians, we have a testimony. And, you know, we have a testimony with our conduct, our integrity, and our honesty, and how we do our business, how we, you know, live our lives. And it really is a witness. And then, you know, we're able to also with the words that we speak. And I think, I think you're doing great, bro. And um, you're doing wonderful, and you have opportunities like, okay, Lord, how can I just speak a word of truth into their lives and just be that light? And he gives us those divine appointments. He really does. And maybe this is a divine appointment that he's given to you. Okay. Well, that brings some light to my situation. Uh, I like that. You bet. Can I I pray for you? Thank you. God bless you. Let me pray for you, Rudy, okay, before you go away. Father, I pray for Rudy. I just pray that you bless him as he is being a light in the community and as he does his business and does his work, that you would help him. And, Lord, I just pray that um, he would be light to this couple. If they want him to come back, that you would use Rudy to, to speak truth into their life, that you would touch their hearts, soften their hearts, take the blindfold off their eyes, um, and they would see the light that is in Rudy, that he came out of darkness and has come into the marvelous light. And Lord is free in Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray that you use him, give him wisdom and discernment uh, in this and everyone that he interacts with in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, good to hear from you, Rudy. Yes, sir. We'll see you.
Okay, God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you get another one in quick. Let's go to Paul and Thornton. Hello, Paul? Pastor Big. You're on Calvary I'm, Live. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, my wife and I had a falling out last night. Uh, we've I've had uh, squirrels running up and down my roof, and I know that my wife scared him away one night with a broom, but somebody was tapping on the window, and I thought, oh, geez, how smart are these squirrels? They're already tapping on the window now. Uh, anyway, she uh, is having something going on with her. I'm not sure what it is, and every time I want to ask her who's on the phone, she doesn't allow me to see what's on, who's on the phone or who she's talking to. And I want Jesus to step in. It's time for her. I've tried all I can, and now Jesus needs to come in. Right. And so we want to pray for her, and we want to pray for you for wisdom and ministering to her. And, Father, I do pray for Paul. I just pray that, Lord, that um, as he is concerned, maybe secrets being kept, Lord, that um, that there would be honesty and clarity that would come out, but that she would come to you. I pray that you give Paul just wisdom and just ministering to her. And, Lord, that um, if there's anything, sin involved, that there would be repentance, there would be restoration, there would be a restoring of this marriage. I just pray that you would do that work. And so, Lord, give Paul wisdom and, um, Lord, be able to minister to his wife. And I just pray that you would intervene at this time. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. you. We'll be praying, Paul. I will. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, we got a few minutes left. I I want to, um, as we're closing the show here today, there is an interesting uh, text message that came in or text question um, that perhaps we'll end the show on this. But we hear, this is the question, we hear much about the heat waves and drought caused by climate change. Do you think that it is man-made or the chastening of the Lord, your thoughts? And uh, this is an interesting question because there is a lot of talk about the drought, the heat wave. Matter of fact, when we were away a couple of weeks ago, uh, we were up in Wyoming. We came into Warland, Wyoming, going into Cody, um, and it was 107 degrees, 106, 108, something like that. Just really hot. They hadn't seen temperatures like that. And so people are wondering with the droughts, with uh, again, along the Front Range here in Colorado— it's hazy because of the smoke. Last year, of course, was a terrible fire season uh, here. So what is going on? And, of course, the fires in California and Oregon. And we hear it's caused by, uh, even as we hear everything that happens, whether there's a hurricane, the floods in Germany last month that killed a number of people, uh, It that it's uh, climate change, man-made climate change. Well, I don't know. I I don't know exactly all that's going on, Um, but we are seeing these things, and the Lord can use those things to get the attention of a nation and of a people. We know that as you go through the Old Testament, there was drought, there was locust infestations, um, 
and God was using that. You see it in the days of the judges. Uh, that's, you know, the whole story of Ruth started um, because there was drought that was there in the land. Um, we see it in the Old Testament. So I don't know, you know, I can't figure out all the 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 sovereignty of God, what he's doing, but I do know this, that he desires to save a nation. We need to be praying, and he can use these things um, to get our attention. And um, I, I don't think it's judgment per se in a way. There's going to be a time of judgment. Uh, there's going to be a tribulation period where he's going to pour out his um, wrath on a Christ-rejected world. And uh, so it could be chastening of the Lord. Um, could be we need to be praying. We need to be seeking him. Interesting question, um, just to see the trends of what we're seeing today. Um, but the Lord is the Lord of all of that. Uh, and uh, we uh, know that it is, you know, just something um, that uh, we can watch and pray about and uh, give it to the Lord. So, you know, the Lord wants to save our nation. He really does. And I pray for spiritual awakening, spiritual revival that would take place. Um, and uh, that is the hope of our nation. And so why don't we close with that? Lord, we just um, pray that you would, Lord, cause us to come to you, that, Lord, we just pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this nation. We know that you want to save us with our leaders, Lord, in our land, that we would repent from our sins. And so, Lord, we just ask for your Lord, you're working upon us in bringing salvation to the, to our nation. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks everybody for calling. And Lord willing, I'll be back with you tomorrow at the same time. So give me a call if you weren't able to get through today. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.